I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One, One Kiss, Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that toes the line between finding your dream job and sticking with it or moving back home to do something else. You know, awesome and terrible at the same time. We're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kind that you find on Netflix, Hallmark, other stuff I can't think about because it's a new year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy New Year. Happy 2021. It's our fi- our Yay. first uh, 2021 podcast. Cool beans. <laughs> Bye-bye 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this, actually, because uh, uh, the, the movie we're doing came out January 26, 2019. And I was like, oh, a year ago. And I was like, nope. Not a year ago. <laughs> I is wrong. <laughs> um, so we're today we're going to be talking about a movie called Snow Coming, which Yay. was a Winterfest movie of 2019, uh, and I feel like was also a what can we name a movie? This seems reasonable. It means nothing. No one will have any preconceived notions. <laughs> it does sound a little dirty to me, though. But that's <laughs> there's my a, there's own a lot problem. that happens in brains that I feel like they didn't think about, but it's fine. Um, so this is what Hallmark says about this movie. Oh, it's a Hallmark movie. Did I say it was a Hallmark movie? This is what Hallmark says about it. Samantha returns home for her town's winter festival to celebrate her father's retirement from coaching. Her hopes for a quiet visit are dashed when she discovers NFL quarterback and high school sweetheart Jake is also there. And it stars Lindy Booth, Trevor Donovan, Joe Theismann, and Ed Mariano. Marinaro. Eh, who cares? Montanaro. (laughs) Montanaro. So, Samantha Kerrigan, played by Lindy Booth, works in, a, in publishing in Seattle, but her heart has always been in teen literacy. She took her job thinking she would be starting a young adult division at her company someday, but has been stuck in cookbook, cookbooks for years. When her father, the high school football coach in her small hometown, announces that he's retiring, Sam decides that she has to come home for his retirement at the annual snowcoming event. Not homecoming, but snowcoming. Uh, so also home for snowcoming is Jake Gillette, played by Trevor Donovan, a hometown boy turned NFL superstar. And of course, Sam's high school sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, He's supporting Coach Kerrigan while also figuring out his own life since his NFL contract is up and he's waiting to hear if he still has a job. Um, And he's staying with Coach Kerrigan, so kind of by default with Samantha, um, which is uh, awkward, especially since Sam is still upset that he stood her up at their senior year snowcoming dance. But they have to get along for this snowcoming week, and by spending time together decorating the gym for the dance, eating cake by the fire, and talking, they get to a place where they can, you know, get along. 
Um, which means that they start hanging out even more by going on winter picnics and sledding and stealth decorating her dad's classroom. And it's clear that Jake still has feelings for Sam, but Sam isn't sure she wants to let her guard down with Jake. She's not sure she can trust his feelings for her over his love for football. She doesn't want to come second. Yeah, that would suck. So, meanwhile, Sam has noticed that the school question mark library has not made any improvements since she was a student uh this is really upsetting to her as it was essentially her home away from home growing up and she notices also that nobody comes in and kids like don't want to read um and it's especially clear when sam meets sage a student who is trying to slog through a book she doesn't like. Sage thinks that since she doesn't like the books she's been assigned to read for school, it must mean that she doesn't like all books. The logic right. sort of follows. Um, yeah. Uh, but this, this is like super Samantha task. It's designed for her. She's like, you think you don't like to read, huh? I got a couple things to show yes. you. So after helping Sage find the genre of books that she can love, which is presumably fiction, uh, uh, fantasy fiction, which, yes, when you're a young adult. I've, every time I hear young adult fiction, I just think of Tamara yeah. Pierce. Oh, yeah. it's It was like, seriously, nobody has given this book, this girl Alana. She clearly wants to read Alana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Young adult equals the Song of the Lioness Quartet. Anyway... Um, so after helping Sage find not the Song of the Lioness Quartet, Samantha comes up with a way to save the library and teen literacy and make libraries all over the country work again. Woohoo! She's going to ask all of her writer contacts to offer libraries very deep discounted rates for their first book in a series um, in order to hook readers. Then the readers will buy the other books and they will know the value of the library and help fund it. So, win-win for all book situations. I think it's not a terrible plan, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, she also decides that in order to fund the local library, uh, they should do a meet-and-greet tailgate event at the library with Jake. Uh, this gets people and money in the door. And then, you know, she can go be like, and books, love books. Um <laughs> Uh, but Jake's manager isn't impressed. Uh, he wants Jake out doing things like commercials that, you know, make money for Jake and manager. Um, and the press is also at this tailgate event trying to stir up a story, which they do by telling Samantha that Jake has a plane ticket for that night. Evil scheming woman. <laughs> So Sam runs off to hide, but Jake finds her, and when confronted, he admits that he does have to leave for a meeting, but that's all. It, it's clear that she's still very wary, so he asks her to come to the Snow Bowl football game that's about to begin. Um, and at the Snow Bowl, it's just so dumb, I'm sorry, it's, Snow Bowl is a weird word in writing. Yeah, it is. Because you have the O-Ws twice. But anyway, it looks like Snowball. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> At the Snowball, Coach officially retires. 
but it's announced that Jake is going to take over as coach. Who'd have thunk it? So no more NFL for him, and he is super happy about it. So now Jake is staying in town. But is Samantha? Hmm. So this is when Alice, the librarian, asks Samantha to take over the library so that she can retire. And, you know, also marry Sam's dad. Because <laughs> that's been happening. Uh, so St- Sam is also staying in town. Uh, and then Jake has to head off to his meeting, but, like, maybe things are okay. They don't really talk. It's sort of like, hmm. But that night is the snow coming dance, and, of course, Jake is not there, just like senior year, because, you know, he flew away. Um, And Samantha is sad, but uh, her friends, Diana and Graham, who are a couple and are awesome, are trying to cheer her up. And they're super thrilled that she's staying in town because they're going to have a baby and she gets to be honorary aunt. Yay. Oh, godmother. Godmother, yes. Yeah. So Sam looks up and wouldn't you know it, Jake did make it to the snow coming dance. After all, history did not repeat itself. He couldn't stand her up again, even though he never asked her to this dance, so he really can't be standing her up, so... Whatever. Um, (laughs) However, he loves her, and they'll both be in town, and this is all going to work. So out on the dance floor, they kiss, and since one one kiss kiss means forever, forever, Coach's daughter goes to Coach's girlfriend and eventually Coach's wife. Okay. Okay. What the fuck moment. Um, Where does one begin? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Can we talk about this? I I just want to talk about Samantha, her career path, and the library. Because they're all kind of, like, intertwined to me. Yes. Okay. My first thing that was on my what the fuck list was the fact that um, they use student literacy, young adult literacy, and teen literacy sort of all interchangeably. Like... Young adult literacy is her life. Yeah. Okay. The term literacy is, they use it all the time throughout this, but it seems like she doesn't care so much about literacy, which is essentially the ability to read. She wants people to love reading, which is not the same. She wants to like foster a love of reading, not teach people how to read right and i think that part of literacy is also the ability to understand and comment on and develop like a a, a vocabulary around talking about literature sure sure yeah it was like and then to top it off she's in publishing in any way like the 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 fact that this is her passion and that didn't lead her to librarian initially. Yeah. Is so bizarre to me. Because, so, full disclosure, we've both seen this movie before. And I rewatched it for this podcast. And I had forgotten a lot of it. And my first note to, is like, wait, why isn't she a librarian? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she clearly was always supposed to be a librarian. Like, it's. Like, everything she says she wants to do is, like, oh, be a librarian. Okay. I think she wanted to help young, more young adult books get made. Okay. 
but that's not student literacy. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Again, they're talking about it in two different senses. So yeah, like, I mean, that's that's what's very confusing. It's like, I don't really know what her passion is because they they've named it incorrectly. Bitches love libraries. <laughs> Just love libraries. Um, but then uh, this library confuses the hell out of me. Because mm-hmm. it is in the high school, I believe. I'm 90 yeah, it is. percent sure it's in the high school. Yeah. Inside the high school. Yeah. But it doesn't keep high school hours. Yeah. Okay. Explain. <laughs> so, like... I don't know, when I went to high school, the library in the high school, yes, it had some, like, for for reading pleasure books, but it also had a lot of, like, you know, this is what you will need for your research paper on, you know, right. snails. Um, but it was open school hours and, 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 and after school, too, but, like, like it it didn't have like different hours from the school building. I don't know if I saw that. Yeah, cuz she at the beginning she says like, "Oh, like we're about to close. We're only open 4 hours a day." Which is like not how a school library works. Yeah, I think the way they approached it was as if this was a community library. Hmm. But in yeah. the school but well, there's a lot of things about this movie that are that are written in the script but aren't actually visualized, which we'll get to later. <laughs> so I just I spent a lot of time being like, but I don't understand how this library functions as a library. Like who is allowed in this library? Who can check check things out of this library? Also, one of my big what the fucks about this library is the fact that they say it hasn't been updated in 12 years since she was in high school. And if that's true, that was a freaking nice library for 2006. Like, it's nice. It looks good. I don't care about no technology or no, like, no books. It looks beautiful. They seem shocked that, like, I'm sorry, it's, there's something relatively niche about, like, in early 2000s, uh, like sci-fi fantasy teen romance novel which is i think what she gives her sage that's based on everything they have there's no vampires but there are dragons <laughs> but i also i'm pretty sure it's like a love story um based on a few of the things that they said so like it, that book would not wear out in 12 years of course they'd still be using the same copy like why is that weird I think it was only the fact that four people had checked it out, and she was one of those people. In yeah, years. sure. Um, I don't think it was the fact that it was wearing out. It was the fact that her name was still on the library card. I mean, to be fair, they were using still using library like card thingies that I haven't seen at a library in a very long time. That's a good point. Maybe they don't use that card anymore, and it's just still in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Did they never took them that, out, Samantha? but there's a barcode on it now. Yeah. Uh. Technology. <laughs> um, I, have more to, I have more to say about Samantha and being stuck in the past. Okay. Um, the, the main thing that I want to talk about really is um, her room and her inability to move on. Or let's, adapt. Please, let's talk about her, her room because I have so many 
I have thoughts. Yes. Go ahead. So for you <laughs> listeners out there, so Samantha comes home to live with her dad, to visit her dad, and her room is exactly as it was when she left it, meaning it's pink. It's kind of more juvenile than you would think someone who was in high school would have left it. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff around a jewelry box and also an open notebook <laughs> on the desk. Open for how long? I don't know, but it's open. Well, here's the thing that's very confusing to me about this room. So there's like a, a there's, there's a stuffed animal on the bed as if she is eight or nine. Like it looks like an eight or nine year old's like bed with the sheets and everything. And then you get the, her little desk that's a little bit more grown up and it has a picture of her and Jake on it. But if he stood her up at snow coming... You would think she finished out the year mad at him and would have at the very least put it away. <laughs> I have a feeling that was from a different dance, like sophomore year. Doesn't matter. Why? Okay, if you broke up with your boyfriend in January, would you still keep that picture on your desk for the next 12 years? I mean, Hannah, you're you're <laughs> missing the point that she had a she had a locket that she constantly looked at that had a picture of her mom and Jake <laughs> forever. Yes. I, I just don't believe that if you broke up with your boyfriend that the first or one of the first things you would do is at the very least put that picture in a drawer. Like you'd be pissed. You wouldn't want to be looking at that picture. True. I don't. I don't know. But it did give a certain amount of set dressing and a relation. I, we overthink way too much on these things. I know. I know. But still, it was. I was just like, "What is this bedroom?" I hear. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. For sure. But um, also, if by your criteria, I am also an eight or nine year old, then because I still have stuffed animals on my bed. I, but I think you can do it in an adult way. Or a, like I'm an Even adult if kind it's of a stitch. Yes, I do. I, I really, really do. <laughs> like I don't think your bed. Not that I look at your bed all that often, but like I've seen your bed, and I feel like that doesn't. It doesn't strike me as like this is a juvenile bed because it has a stitch on it. Fair. It, th- that you know, it, it's the it's the like fluffy pink comforter with the lace. And the you know the bunny almost matches it. it That's true. There, there's something extra juvenile about it. And all the bottles of liquor I have around probably don't help. <laughs> um, Just kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk about time in this movie. Okay. Real quick. You talk about time, and then I want to talk about Coach Kerrigan. Okay. So, uh, not so much in like the day to day. Uh, time, I think, is fine. Didn't strike me as weird. What strikes me as weird is that this movie is taking place in January, I believe. Maybe February. But there's snow on the ground. Like, it's winter. All of a sudden, so Jake is, like, looking to renew his contract and that hasn't been decided, which I don't know enough about football to know if that seems reasonable, but it doesn't sound reasonable to me. That seems like a something that would have been either dealt with or is like a summer thing. But more importantly, in what world can a high school teacher 
retire in January. Yep. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, that's not allowed. You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, for that to just be like, yeah, this is totally normal and it, it's not like specially planned seems crazy. I, I don't know enough about like tenure or teachers or this or that, whatever. I mean, if I wouldn't want to say if someone wanted to retire that they couldn't retire whenever they wanted. But like it does seem weird to me that he wouldn't finish out the school year. But it doesn't seem weird to me that he wouldn't finish out the football season. Yeah. I, I don't know what the football season is. But there is a like a throwaway line that they for, they uh, they don't really talk about. But it turns out that he – coaches like football basketball and baseball oh you're right so he's just like tough shit baseball (laughs) like nope (laughs) and now that jake is gonna be the coach are they gonna have to find i don't know huh it's like it's just sort of like shh forget about the other sports but uh, like I, i so confused I didn't even catch that. That that's a really good call. <laughs> um, so speaking of, uh, we're, oh sorry, were you done with time? Yeah, that that's really okay. the. Oh, actually, in relation to time, Diana, who finds out that she's pregnant, um, this just upsets me as like on a, a personal like this is not how you should do this level. Uh, finds out the week before snow coming that she's pregnant, and announces it not only to Lindy Booth. Samantha. But then Samantha goes and tells other people. It's like you you this woman is like two or three weeks pregnant. Like you you can't tell people then. It makes Unless me... she had her suspicions for two months and then found out officially that she was three months along. Uh... I don't know. I'm just I'm advocating for the devil. <laughs> I mean it just was like, what are you doing, people? Like stop. Well, obviously, uh, Sam is in other people's shit in like a really hardcore way. So, because not only does she do that, but she also immediately when she finds out that Alice and her dad are like gonna get married, the first thing out of her mouth is, uh, "You took you long enough to tell me, and can I help plan the wedding?" Yeah, and like, I'm not sure that I would. I'm not sure that'd be the first thing I would say to my new upcoming stepmother <laughs> is, "To what extent can I butt in?" <laughs> Um, but going back really fast, my, la- my last what the fuck about Coach Kerrigan is, um, so Jake and Sam run into each other. So they're decorating his classroom with all sorts of like, we love you, Coach Kerrigan, like happy retirement, blah, 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 kind of things. So you have um, his daughter and you have his favorite student. Does Coach Kerrigan have zero other students that care about him that would want to give him a goodbye at this time? Because I remember when I had a teacher that retired, like, we, as in the class that was, like, they had while graduate, like, before graduating or before retiring, rather, um, were all about it. But it almost seems a little bit, like, suspicious that the only people celebrating him are his daughter... And one other person. Except that he's got signs all over town being like, we will miss you, Coach Kerrigan. Yeah, but none of the students, there was no student. Usually in these movies you have like one student at least Mm -hmm. when there's like a teacher that like, you know. Yeah, you you would think that there would have been like the football team that was like trying to do something. Yeah, but no, they couldn't hire the kids, I guess. 
Um, my last little thing that it's not really a what the fuck moment, but I just wanted to point it out because uh, the the times I've seen this movie, Jake's name really sticks out because I'm sorry, Jake Gillette. There's something like like if you don't think Razor, like you just are gonna think Razor. Like it's yeah, it's a are. weird, it's it's a choice that was made to name him Jake Gillette, and at some point they show one of his like print ads and it is for a razor and I thought oh my god is this sponsored by Gillette and I don't know I don't <laughs> but they said Gillette a lot in this movie and there was pictures of razors so I literally never clocked that good job that's hilarious Hallmark 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 Hallmarks let's get into it okay uh, my first one is she is unfulfilled at work. Yes. And because she's unfulfilled at work, she's got to go home to reset. Uh, and we have childhood sweethearts with a, a messy breakup story that they need to, like, hash out because they don't have the right info. <laughs> I like it. Put that all on a bingo <laughs> Um, we have kind of a newish Hallmark Hallmark that we've developed on Twitter, but we have abandoned hot cocoa happening a lot, and she has, she indeed abandons the first hot cocoa we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of bingo, we have what I decided was a tragic locket. <laughs> yeah! I did write that down, too. Thank you. <laughs> we, so, um, by the way, if you do not have um, Bad Christmas Movie Bingo, uh, find it. It's wonderful. Um, speaking of Bad Christmas Movie Bingo, CGI snow <laughs> happened during this. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, I have that there's a romance of an up older couple oh. as well. This is kind of a, a weird one, but I wonder if you'll help me. We gotta save the... Library. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a we gotta save the library. You're right. Um we have tobogganing specifically. It's not sledding, it's tobogganing. Down. I wrote it down with an exclamation point <laughs> because of what you said last episode. <laughs> um and we have a snowball fight. Yeah. And snow angels. We also have a going back to bingo, I want you to see something. <laughs> moment um i have the not asking questions based on unverified info is how i put it so not going and communicating so it's it's communication issues gotcha gotcha (laughs) i like it um moving back home in the end uh impractical footwear Ooh, she at, at the snow bowl her heels are insanity for Snow and field walking. Um, and my last one is um, kind of piggybacking on moving back home, but coming back home to take over that somehow now perfect job. Yeah. Uh, and we also have s'mores making. Right. S'mores. S'mores. Pretty parade. All right. So I have a coat count. Nice. Uh, because if. I felt like this one was, like, really, really overt that she had so many coats because she came, like, she traveled. Oh, I only counted two coats. She had four. Oh, wow. Um, but to top it all off, 
She ha- she had she only had four coats. She did wear some of them multiple times, but at no point did she re-wear a scarf and glove combo. <laughs> oh wow! So well, she did get, which is weird because she gave away her scarf at the beginning. Yeah, she of did the give movie. away her scarf at the beginning, but she, she this lady has hundreds. Clearly. Just, Wait, so go through the coats because I only counted two actual coats, but then like a couple blazers. No, these are coats. So she okay. had a blue, like, uh, pea trench kind of coat. Oh. The gray one that she wore a lot that had like white stripey plaid. She had a, another one that was very, very similar, but didn't have the white stripes on it. So it was a different coat. Oh. And then she had a blue puffy coat. Okay, so I only got the puffy coat and the plaid coat. So, good job, Hannah. I have a pretty and an anti. Okay, I also have an anti, but go go ahead. But, well, it, because we're just because we're talking about hats and scarves and things, I loved her little hat with the white puff ball on it. I thought it was cute. It was a nice change from the, you know, the beret that we usually get mm-hmm. in these. My anti is her snow coming ball, her snow coming dance dress. That's exactly Yay! Why don't you describe what it is? Okay, um, I didn't really write down exactly what it was. I can because I just wrote down what I didn't like about it. Um, okay. It's too short and too tight for this character. Is oh, that's like I just I do not believe this librarian character is wearing a dress that barely covers her ass. I just and that wasn't even the problem with it for me. <laughs> But, like, I didn't even really even think about the fact that it was short, but the fact that it's long-sleeved and it's, like, a dark, burnt gold accented by dark gold polka dots. So it looks like something that... And it's long-sleeved. Yeah. And so it looks like something that, like, B. Arthur would have worn (laughs) during a concert. (laughs) Well, it just, like... What really got me is when they zoomed out and it was... I was just like, there is too much leg for this... This character, based on everything we've seen, is, like, you know, not that she's, like, uptight, but she's definitely just somebody who would dress a bit more conservatively than what this dress was. This girl, I'm going to go ahead and put this here because <laughs> I, this is my my major beef. So I'm going to say no that she wouldn't because this girl is a secret freak. And what I mean by that is I think she'd wear exactly something like that, conservative on top, whatever, able to hike it up in the locker room later. Because even though she's all like, he doesn't get a do-over, I'm whatever. She is so fucking flirty with him and like, what did you wish for at the bonfire? <laughs> you don't think about me at all, do you, Jake? I'm going to lean up against you. Mm-mm-mm. And it drove me crazy. <laughs> like, if you're not going to give him a chance, don't give him a chance. But if you're going to give him a chance, talk about it. You're right. Well, yeah. They they do not. Uh, communication issues. <laughs> yeah. Serious community, like, well, and and even, like, body language issues. Like, I can't tell you how many times that she gave, like, these little doe eyes, looking like you're about to kiss, and then she just walks away. And, like, what a tease. Yeah. She would wear that dress. Eh. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, it was a terrible dress. Uh, I mean, it's it. sort of, it's, I guess, the same person that would, like, make little football, like, streamers and 
let a man put mittens on her is also wearing this dress. Again, freak. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here we are. Here we are. Across the universe. Hannah. No, I think you should do it. Okay. So, um, this is the reason why we're doing this movie is we actually recorded this movie when at the at the birth of our podcast. It was one of the first things we ever did, but we ne- we decided to pitch it because um, we were still learning and um, it wasn't our best. And we're still learning, so thank you for giving us grace. <laughs> anyway, so this is the movie that gave us Across the Universe, and this is the story. So when Sage and... Samantha are in the library and they first meet and Sage is referring to the book that she's reading for school that she hates and the way she's describing it with her words it sounds like Jane Eyre it's a period piece about marrying a man for money etc etc but the book that she's actually physically holding in her hands is a book called sealed with a kiss now Sealed with a kiss, this exact book, and I'm not saying that just the title. No, it's the cover too. Sealed with a kiss is a book written by a character who is a romance novel novelist in a book in a movie called All for Love, starring Sarah Rue, where she has to go um, interview a Navy SEAL and she ends up falling in love with him. But she's writing this book, so now this book is in this library and is being read by Sage for school. <laughs> I yeah. I can I can buy a school being like Jane Eyre, you should be reading that. But the I mean I'm sorry, Sealed with a Kiss. That is a full-on romance novel. I cannot see that being assigned as a school book. What well and it's <laughs> but it's not. So that's the magic of this moment, Hannah, is their words are saying something like Jane Eyre. Yeah. Because Sam has a line that says, "Well, that's how things were done back then." Sealed with a Kiss takes place now, today. So there's no way that the book that they're actually talking about is Sealed with a Kiss. It's put there as a plant for our amusement. (laughs) It's an Easter egg, and it's a delicious one. Yes. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's also bonkers, but I I love that it's there. Like, seriously, when we saw this, we like we were both like, wait, what? What is she actually reading? And then we were like, wait, what? It's beautiful. I did try to figure out what other book, what books were recommended to Sage, but I, there's not a great, like, screen grab of it. One was called, like, The Dragon's Portal or yeah. Dragon's Page. It was pretty big, but I didn't look up to see if it was actually a book. But do you have anything more to add about the beauty of no, the Across the Universe? No, th- th- you, you did it very, very nicely. Oh, thank you. So there you are, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, genesis of Across the Universe. Across the Universe. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so I had a couple new and noteworthies. Um, they're both similar in that they're both sort of uh, role reversally. One is that uh, the man in the room lead relationship, uh, meaning Jake, is the one that does all the cooking and baking in this movie, mm. which I think is interesting. It's usually, you know, a woman's job, so it's awesome that men can do that. Um, the other is that uh, Alice 
is the one being like, I don't want to tell Samantha about our relationship to the dad. The dad is totally into like, I want to show you off. You're my girlfriend kind of deal. And Alice is like, I don't want her to hate me, which is a weird, like the idea that you could become a mother, like take the place of somebody's mother in their 30s is bizarre. Yeah. It was like her thought process was a little bit off to me in terms of I agree. That. But she was the one being like, I'm nervous about telling your kid. It isn't like, I'm nervous about telling my kid about our relationship, which I feel like yeah. is usually the, the way it goes. You're right. My only new and noteworthy is I find it noteworthy that they make peanut butter cup s'mores, which sounds delicious. Yeah. One day I'm going to find vegan marshmallows and I'm going to do this. Oh, they do exist. They're just harder to find than going to the store. Supporting shout out. Supporting shout out. Um, I really, I realized they didn't make it into the synopsis like at all, but Graham and Diana <laughs> are my supporting shout out because they feel like two real live married people who annoy each other. But also love each other, and they're cute, and I they're they're the most likable people in this movie to me. <laughs> I sort of went into a different direction. Um, I love both Coach Kerrigan just because I thought he was perfectly cast as like mm-hmm. the grizzled old football coach. Like I just bought him as that, not an actor portraying it, but as the real thing, and for the same reasons. Lenny, the ma- football manager, and he because he was just—that yeah, was so funny, like <laughs> super fun comedy. So when Lenny gets mad, and he always gets mad because he's an—he's a sports agent. Um, he has like he throws a, a ball somewhere in the office, like he just throws it, and everybody else in the office is so used to it that they know when to duck <laughs> and when to go back to work. And just the fact, and just, he was just so on point as like the schmoozy, kind of old dude. Like I, I bought it a hundred percent. Yeah, and I thought that was great. Yes, I agree. Kiss meter, kiss meter. So we have essentially one kiss, uh, right at the end of the dance. Yep. Um, kiss roll credits. Yeah, very, very much so. I gave it a five. Um, I felt, though it was well-earned, because, like I said, she's been taunting him this whole time, um, it was really short, and they, so they do the thing where they, they kiss, they go out and smile at each other, and then they go back to kiss again. The first kiss was very short, it was very tight-lipped, and then when they go back, it's, um, when they, when they, when they part, it kind of looks like Trevor, Trevor Donovan has lipstick on his mouth <laughs> from kissing her. Um, and then when they go back, it's still really, really tight-lipped and kind of not... It just didn't do it for me, so... Uh, I am going to agree with you for essentially the same reasons. Uh, I, I said it starts all lips in a way that I didn't like. It, like it was just like, no, please don't do this. <laughs> And the uh, continuation part felt really like 
we have two faces and we're putting the lips together like Barbie and like pushing. You know, there wasn't really like kiss contact. It was just contact contact. We need to come up with a <laughs> phrase because I feel like we've done like Barbie kissing, Disney kissing, like the 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 level of staged that this is, I think there's a word for it. And we mm. will come up with the right thing and that we will say that it's a blank kiss. I don't think Barbie kiss is it. No. But we're getting there. Yeah. Well, we'll keep working on it as, as time goes on. We may figure it out yeah. just naturally. Like, If you have something that you would like, that you think that this <laughs> describes, dear listeners, please write us. And we'll <laughs> give you the, where at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I also gave it a five. I also, so same, 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 same. <laughs> Yay. We should just stop doing the podcast because we're already in each other's brain. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have to talk about things anymore. No, no. So Hannah. Yes, Katie. Would you watch this movie? I think this movie is Fine. I don't think I would turn off this movie. And obviously there are parts of it that I really do enjoy. But I can't say that it's like I'm excited to watch it. It's like so middle of the road to me that like that's – it's like hard to even have an opinion. I think that's a really good way of putting it. I agree with you 100%. Um, because it's relatively inoffensive, but I, as this was the second time we've watched this, I really had a hard time paying attention to it. Yeah. It didn't hold my attention and it wasn't really all that interesting to me, but it wasn't because it was bad. It's just kind of there. Okay. I may be speaking too soon, but having watched the first of the new year new movies which is the new version of winterfest at this point oh yeah it might just be a winter movie thing <laughs> they're never like I, I it's hard for me to think of one that's like that one winter weekend yeah it's like it's just it's other than that couple and if they made a third one that would be great but like i can't think of a ton that are like super great you might be on some. You might be right. You might be on. I mean, something. like there are ones that are not bad. They're just, I don't know, just unenthused by this one. Yeah, agreed. Um, but if you would like to prove us wrong and tell us about a Winterfest slash New Year's new movie movie that is so good or so terrible that we just gotta say something about it you can get in contact with us. And how do we do that, Hannah? Uh, well, you can tweet with us or uh, Instagram with us or Facebook with us <laughs> in whatever capacity you would like. Uh, it, we're at one kiss means forever. One and four are numerals. We're also live tweeting all the new movies, especially since we're all stuck at home all the time now so you can always find us there on currently saturday nights <laughs> yeah 
Saturday nights with One Kiss Means Forever. Woo-hoo. And you can email us your own reviews of things at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And One Kiss Means Forever is all spelled out like you see on the logo. Uh, and always thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, And please take a moment, if you've got the time, to rate and review us on the podcasting app of your choice, Uh, though Apple is the one that gets picked up. So if you can do it on on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Well, Happy New Year, new movies. And we're going to stick around with you for the foreseeable future. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye. Billy just keeps walking. It's like he's a freaking marcher. It's like Harold Hill over here.